Shalom, we are reading in the writings of Rabash the article Ancestral Merit. You can find the study material in Svivatova and the Arvut system and send live questions through there. Whoever asks questions here in the study hall is asked to stand up, hold the microphone close to his mouth, and speak loud and clear. The Rabash writings, volume one, the article is Ancestral Merit. A dispute is introduced regarding ancestral merit. Shmuel said, ancestral merit has ended. Rabbi Yochanan said, ancestral merit pardons. In the Midrash, Rav Acha said, ancestral merit exists forever and is forever mentioned. And there, in the Tosfot, it is said, Rabbeinu Tam says that ancestral merit has ended, but ancestral covenant has not ended. To Rabbi Yochanan, it seems that there is no dispute between Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. Shmuel said that it is ended for the wicked, but not for the righteous. And Rabbi Yochanan is referring to the righteous. According to the above, we can interpret what is being asked about the choice. They ask if there is ancestral merit, then there is no choice here. Since ancestral merit causes a person to be righteous. According to the words of the Tosfot in the name of the Ari, who says that ancestral merit is only for the righteous, it follows that initially one has choice so as to be righteous, and subsequently one can enjoy the ancestral merit. From the essay Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, it appears that thanks to ancestral merit, we have the power to make the choice. And were it not for ancestral merit, we would not be able to make the choice. In reality, we see that even though we have ancestral merit, we still do not see that everyone has this strength to make the choice. Rather, everyone finds it difficult. However, the ancestral merit assists us in making the choice. This means that choosing applies where there are two equal things, and I must decide. But when one side is more difficult than the other, it cannot be said that I must decide, since I naturally lean toward the stronger side. Therefore, thanks to ancestral merit, there are two equal forces, and we can decide. This is called that we were given the strength to make the choice. 
To understand these matters, we should look at what is written in the essay, The Giving of the Torah, Matan Torah. Therefore, the Creator did not find a nation or tongue qualified to receive the Torah, except for the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob whose ancestral merit reflected upon them. As our sages said, the patriarchs observed the whole Torah even before it was given. This means that because of the exaltedness of their souls, they had the ability to attain all the ways of the Creator with respect to the spirituality of the Torah which stems from their dvekut, their adhesion with him, without first needing the latter of the practical part of the Torah, which they have had no possibility of observing at all. Undoubtedly, both the physical purity and the mental exaltedness of our Holy Fathers greatly influenced their sons their sons' sons. Therefore follows that thanks to the ancestral merit, we can make the choice, otherwise it would be impossible. However, we need great mercy even once we have ancestral merit, so we can make the choice meaning abandon self-love and take upon ourselves love of others. And that all our aspirations will be only to bestow contentment upon the Creator. And even with all the powers of Torah and mitzvot, that we will be able to defeat the evil in us and turn it into good. However, we should understand why he says ancestral merit has ended. The question is, what existed prior to the end of ancestral merit? And if so, there was no need for choice then since he had ancestral merit. However, we should say that a person's request that he will help him come close to him, to the true service of the Creator, is the prayer itself. His request that he will help him with ancestral merit itself is considered a choice. The choice is that he is doing what he can and this is already regarded as choice. I see there are no questions. What is the ancestral merit systemically? How should we relate to it, this element in the system? 
I didn't understand what you're asking. I'm trying to understand what it means that there was ancestral merit, now it's not there, now it's on pan us that we have choice. I don't understand what is this part in the system that once it was and now it isn't, and still there's some ability to advance without it or with it. It's not clear what part of the system we're talking about. Is it reforming light? Is it the force of bestowal? I, I can't attribute it. I can't associate it with anything. Yes. Okay, more. And what does it say in the end of the article with prayer, praise for him to be able to get the merit of uh, his ancestors? It's like he's standing before the judge and says, this is the reason why you have to help me, something like that. Okay, more. One, he writes that choice is in a place where there are two equal things. And I need to decide between them. That's one thing. Many times we hear that there's choice where we have resistance and they're not equal. And then he says that ancestral merit equalizes between them. What does it mean that it equalizes between them? As it continues in the article, if we can read it. But these are two things that are not so clear to me in this manner. Meaning there are questions. Okay. Okay. And what is the matter of the ending of the ancestral merit? It used to be and now it isn't. What's the difference? What does it depend on? Not so clear, yeah? If it's a merit, how can it be taken? Let's read again. The article Ancestral Merit from Rabash. A dispute is introduced regarding ancestral merit. Shmuel said, ancestral merit has ended. Rabbi Yochanan said, ancestral merit pardons. In the Midrash, Rabbi Acha said, ancestral merit exists forever and is forever mentioned. And there, in the Tosfot, it is said, Rabbeinu Tam says that ancestral merit has ended, but ancestral covenant has not ended. Rabbi Yochanan, it seems, to Rabbi Yochanan, it seems that there is no dispute between Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan. 
According to the above, we can interpret what is being asked about the choice. They ask, if there is ancestral merit, then there is no choice here. Since ancestral merit causes a person to be righteous. And according to the words of the Tosfot in the name of the Ari, who says that ancestral merit is only for the righteous, it follows that initially one has choice so as to be righteous. And subsequently, he, one can enjoy the ancestral merit. From the essay, Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, it appears that thanks to the ancestral merit, we have the power to make the choice, and were it not for ancestral merit, we would not be able to make the choice. In reality, we see that even though we have ancestral merit, we still do not see that everyone has the strength to make the choice. Rather, everyone finds it difficult. However, the ancestral merit assists us in making the choice. This means that choosing applies where there are two equal things. And I must decide. But even when one side is more difficult than the other, it cannot be said that I must decide. Since I naturally lean towards the stronger side, Therefore, thanks to ancestral merit, there are two equal forces. And we can decide. This is called that we were given the strength to make the choice. To understand these matters, we should look at what is written in the essay, The Giving of the Torah. It is written there, therefore the Creator did not find a nation or a tongue qualified to receive the Torah except for the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose ancestral merit reflected upon them. As our sages said, the patriarchs observed the whole Torah even before it was given. This means that because of the exaltedness of their souls, they had the ability to attain all the ways of the Creator with respect to the spirituality of the Torah which stems from their dvikut with him without first needing the latter for the, of the practical part of the Torah, which they had no possibility of observing at all. Undoubtedly, both the physical purity 
and the mental exaltedness of our Holy Fathers greatly influenced their sons and their sons' sons. It therefore follows that thanks to ancestral merit, we can make the choice. Otherwise, it would be impossible. However, we need great mercy, even once we have ancestral merit, so we can make the choice, meaning abandon self-love and take upon ourselves love of others, and that all our aspirations will be only to bestow contentment upon the Creator. And even with all the powers of Torah and Mitzvot, that we will be able to defeat the evil in us and turn it into good. However, we should understand why he says ancestral merit has ended. The question is, what, ex- what existed prior to the end of ancestral merit? And if so, there has no need for choice then, since he had ancestral merit. However, we should say that a person's request that he will help him come close to him, to the true service of the Creator, is the prayer itself. His request that he will help him with ancestral merit is itself considered a choice. The choice is that he is doing what he can, and this is already regarded as a choice. Okay. Okay. Wait. Oh, I see we have questions. Yes. It seems that from the side of the Creator we always have ancestral merit. And because we're from the will to receive, it kind of ended. And then our choice is to renew the ancestral merit again. Perhaps others think like you. Okay. Yes, Tvika. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, friends. It's pretty confusing what's written here. On one hand, there is ancestral merit. On the other hand, 
the ancestral merit has ended. Meaning there is and there isn't. It's kind of like something that we have to attain in the middle to understand that there's something here that once there is, once there isn't. And the question I'm asking you, I know that there is no such concept like what's called ancestral merit. Meaning a son cannot receive from his father if he's righteous and, and a Kabbalist, the, the son cannot receive those merits, uh, uh, like his father automatically meaning it's dependent on personal work not some gift that you receive from your parents so how does this work out here there's, there's no merit in my opinion there is no such concept there is some concept somewhere that you connect to the book somewhere as we know uh, the Kabbalists that we had the books to draw the reforming light from there but automatically there is no such thing the son receives a merit because his father was a Kabbalist so what is even written here altogether what is this ancestral merit what is this concept? With respect to what is the merit? Exactly. What What is the merit? Uh, the merit could be the authors in the books. Now you connect to what you do. You connect to Rabash, you connect to the Kabbalists that were, but I automatically have no such concept that I receive automatically anything, any forces that the Kabbalists that preceded me. Let's say my father, my uncle. Each For each of us, it's his individual work. So what's this ancestral merit in that case? So, ancestral merit doesn't exist. In the manner in which I see it here, from what he writes, once there is, once there isn't, there's something in the middle somewhere. Okay. Yes. It seems to me that it's the development of the will to receive. That the ancestors is the desires of bestowal of chasadim, like the desire of Jacob. And the desire developed and developed until its growth distanced from the patriarchs, so much so that there really was no such desire anymore. But we re- what remains is the choice of choosing. Uh, today, everything we have is the... and the desires today don't have the the rights that we had when those fathers are not inside of us, but the, the, the merit of being able to choose exists. And the fact that we rise above this and ask for the merit of the ancestors, it's the quality of mercy and that comes to us in Israel, in Nebaruch. That's what I felt from what everyone said here. Meaning that the ancestral merit is what used to be, and over time we've lost it, so to speak. That's how you think. The development of the desire. Development of the desire, right. It's like the changes of all the states that we go through and that distance us from receiving in order to receiving in order to receive. Other thoughts? 
איך? כן, אני יודע. כן. בוקר טוב, I see two things here that are a little confusing and maybe from the discussion. On one hand, we say, when we ask about the ancestral merit, so if so, there's no choice. On the other hand, it's said that the ancestral merit assists us to be able to have a choice. Meaning, is this some kind of development of the desire that a righteous uh, causes a person to become a righteous? Do you have this privilege, this merit of the ancestors? Because it's already being taken to a place that can like breach us through on the path and The moment you lose it, what interests me is that he assists in the creation. On one hand, you know that you need it. On the other hand, you have to receive it. So does he create the choice? Does he create both opportunities, the ancestral merit, or is it on the way towards choice? Give. Да, дорогой Раф, вот когда я хочу сделать выбор сейчас, каждый момент времени... Yes, dear Rav, when I want to make a choice at any given moment and to rise above the evil in me and come closer to others and to the Creator, how can I use now the ancestral merit? Okay, he thinks the ancestors left him something with which he can now stand against the the conditions and demand his share. Okay. We also have Latin 24. Hello, Rav. Hello, Worldkli. If we continue the topic of ancestral merit, are we obligated to become righteous as much as possible in every choice? This is also a question whether in response to the ancestral merit that we should choose do we bring ourselves to be righteous or wicked? Yes. Kabu uh, nine. Yes, thank you, Rav. Um, what I understood from the text is that uh, ancestral merit is when we become the people of Yasher El, and it becomes a covenant because the Creator tried to find a nation for it, 
And the choice becomes either we become wicked or righteous. Ken. Thank you. Yes. All right. Almatavan. Thank you, teacher. It turns out that the ancestral merit is a, an existing method that we can use even though the light of the Torah which we can carry out in action, only later there will be a result. Meaning without a result that you can see with your eyes there will be the ancestral merit for us to observe the Torah. You can say that too. Good morning, dear Rav. How can we incorporate with the books that we received from the merit from our ancestors from our sages in a unified manner that's a different question how can we advance together along with the books we've received from the ancestors the patriarchs to incorporate to incorporate no, because of well, where are there the answers? We don't see them so far. Holland. Good morning, dear Ralph. What uh, purpose does um, the ancestral merit give us in this, in our study? The, the ancestors essentially direct us towards the goal. All right. Moscow 7. And Moscow 7. While thinking about the article, I thought that we all arrived, that we that there was a certain foundation where the friends invested in, first of all, and then I, like many, have come. What am I talking about? The examples of the friends that enable me to be able to make the choice. If we look at the ancestors as part of the system, can I say that my friends are like the ancestors that enable me to make the choice at any given moment? Um, well, probably yes. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, World 10. There's an excerpt here from the article. This might be the question and the answer, if it's correct. 
So first of all, it's written that the ancestral merit ended, but the covenant of the of the uh, ancestors has not ended. That's from the first paragraph that we're reading. And the thing is that in Matan Torah and the giving of Torah, there, it means that we have the marriage to do the Torah, the uh, Torah in no other way. And in that, we see that even though we have ancestral merit, nevertheless, we don't see that everyone will have this force to be able to make the choice. Rather, each finds this difficult. However, the ancestral merit assists us in making the choice, which means that choosing applies where there are two equal things, and I must decide. And even before we were given this uh, merit, a person was in the fog, probably like uh, doing idol worship. And as the merit of the ancestral merit came, we got the ability to choose something, and that in this covenant with the ancestors, it still exists, even though that existed, but it still exists from our spiritual gene. Is that the answer? That's true. We'll see. Good morning, Rav. Good morning, friends. I read the ancestral merit as a potential that was implemented to a certain degree in the past. And now we're asking to implement it as well on this fund, on this basis. What do you say about that? Let's say. So if it's so, we have this mechanism. Why don't we nevertheless need great mercy? Why is this not enough? It's a new degree in front of us. And we can't make the decide this way or that way. Meaning the ancestral merit in our activity is enough. We also need the help of the Creator. Yes. Merit is as if an approval to do. But we're operating, we're activating this potential. And what's the part of the crater? Meaning we're activating this potential. So what happens with the crater beyond that? Will he give us the ability to operate him? Yes. Thank you, Ruff. No. He writes here also in the name of the Ari that the ancestral merit is only for the righteous. Prior to this, there was a choice to become a righteous, but only thanks to that, he can be an ancestral merit. So the question is, how can you justify the Creator if not with the ancestral merit? How can you make a choice to be righteous if not with this? Well... Maybe it's correct to read it, not um, the ancestral merit, but the refinement of the um, ancestors, and not some other way. We'll see. Yes. Thank you, Rav. I think we have to take this 
merit every day anew to come with a deficiency every day with a kli and to come with the desire to bestow to the greater demand from him each time the force of bestowal the force of love when we are it's like he said here that the sons of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob took it even before it was more than they were given to it so here we have to come every day with a new deficiency a new clea for the creator to, to fill Thank you. meaning the ability to come to the creator and demand forces and understanding the operation and so forth all those things they do belong to us intended for us but we just have to ask to demand well that's quite reasonable Yes. Our work is in three lines permanently, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this merit is something that exists in, in, in our internality, in each person. And the ability to work is truly working with all three lines in common, and to find the midline. This is the the merit that we're given, and we're also brought to the chasadim and vessels that can draw us towards the Creator in our work. Maybe that's the privilege we have. Okay, and still, what does he tell us as a solution, Dudi? Yes. Eventually, we understand that it's a, an appeal to him, to the Creator. He writes it in the end. He writes, This uh, helps him come closer to him to serve the Creator in truth. The prayer itself that he asks him to help him in the ancestral merit itself is considered a choice. And this choice is that he is doing what he can, and this is already regarded as a choice. Is that understood? As an answer, as, a, as an excuse. No. Why not? That's what I was trying to ask earlier also. What does it mean, help me in ancestral merit? As if I have some kind of credit. That's how it sounds. The ancestral merit seems to be a credit of sorts. What is this credit? I don't know, that you were born by this force or that force, and to some extent these forces are responsible for you. I still don't understand what this credit is. Who are these ancestors and what's this credit? When you are facing a possible solution, a possible solution, is that the merit? What comes to a person is what he did due to his good deeds, his efforts. But his deeds are not there. 
But where does he get it from and what's there? You get to make a determination since you have ancestral merit. It's like he's describing it like a skill. On one hand, there's the will to receive that is huge. You start from there and there's no choice there. Uh, on the other hand, he says there's several things about the good side of the skill, meaning ancestral merit, but it's not enough. You need great mercy. That's also not enough. And in addition to that, he says you need all the power of Torah and mitzvot. So eventually, what are all the cumulative things that go to the side of good in a person? A person does everything that's up to him. So what is this credit he receives? That there are forces that help him. No, no. What's not understood in the end is what is this ancestral merit in the end? Is it because of this something that was done to him or his forces that he does and who helps him and, and, and in what way? From man's perspective, thanks to his choice, from the forces perspective, for they were intended to help him do that. Do these forces help each one equal? Because he says it helps the righteous and not the wicked. So does it help more or less everyone in the same way, in an equal way? Do they also all receive this credit? Yes, but to begin with, people are not equal. Some have ancestral merit and some seem to not have. So where is this question coming from? Is there an ancestral merit or not? Because Probably it exists in some and in some it doesn't. Why? Why? I don't know. That, that's like in every kind of uh, problem of this sort. You have some conditions, and based on these conditions you have to work. Why are those conditions not equal? That's because he who set up the problem decided that way. We can't interfere with that. It's, it precedes us. So how is it that only the righteous were given this ancestral merit? He writes in one of the possibilities that only the righteous received the ancestral merit. Those who were given ancestral merit are called righteous. Okay, yeah. I understand that, that there is this question between the ancestral merit that has ended or uh, pardons. And, and also at the end it talks about us joining this uh, ancestral merit and joining it, that's our choice, that we accept, take upon ourselves the, the path of our ancestors, that we would like to join them, and then, and then it works on us that we have such a merit. But first, our choice is to join this covenant. It, this covenant still exists. 
and our agreement, it seems that we don't have more than that. Also, it says in the end that we don't. There's no more than our ability. There's no more we can do than just to ask to join it. That's how I understand the end of the article. And another thing that was there is that Barasulam writes that he couldn't find any other nation and gave that in this manner. So if we understand what is that covenant and we can join it, then that would be the difference between where there's blessing in the work and where it's impossible to get near the Creator. Okay. Yes, Yaakov. Maybe another point is that a person comes to a, a request. His choice is to see how all the states he went through brought him to this point where he asks. And then all the states he went through, he understands they become his forefathers or ancestors, these states that lead the person to the request itself. And when he sees how everything led him to that request, how this force works behind it, that is man's choice. Rob, so what is the choice about? to see how the force working in reality through all the various states brought him to the point of request. As from this, it's clear to him what he needs to do. From this, he understands how that force works in reality. This quality called bestowal, that when he sees that, that's his choice, to see it. When a person sees how that force transitions him through, puts him through an education, educational series, let's say, from that, he studies that force, and that's basically the, the purpose of creation, essentially. Then he has the vessels to see that force. No. Okay, well. Thank you, Rav. Can we say that to me ancestral merit is happening through the ten? If I see myself inside the ten, then I have strength to ask to be aimed correctly at the Creator. Where do you have these forces from? I get it from the ten. If you connect to the ten in the correct way, then as a result, you have a question, yes, that you turn to the Creator and He guides you correctly. Okay, could be. Who else was there? Yes. Yes. 
We can also look at it as everything happening within a single person, meaning that a person comes to the the, the point of choice when they're, they're, they're equal, the bad part in him and the good part in him, and he has to make a decision every time anew. And at every point, there's, if, if they're both equal, how does he decide? Rise to the higher up, the next degree. And there maybe is hope for it to work. So there's, there's this description in the article, like in every degree a person needs to rise. He says ultimately with prayer or request that a force will help him from above because he himself can't ascend anymore. If they're equal, then he can't pick himself up. Yes, clear. No. Well? The source of ancestral merit the, the seed of it comes from the apple, the, the, the tree of knowledge, meaning the shattering of Adam Rishon, and then ultimately comes the right line, Abraham, but there's no covenant until the until there's a left line of Isaac and then from two lines there's an opportunity to to overcome to build the, the middle line um Yes. And through our sages, there is an opportunity to build an environment where an environment that will help us arrive at justification of the Creator. And the choice is to place ourselves, as we've learned, you know, inside of this environment. Uh, first comes a covenant when uh, you know the, there's a, suddenly a left line and a right line and uh, where we go towards Yetzer Tov and we realize that only through such an environment can we re- receive strength to overcome and build s- something towards the, the goal of why I'm alive Okay. All right. No. 
Yeah. What can we say that the ancestors are the previous states of the person? Meaning in his ascent from below upwards. Yes. So he writes here that the ancestral merit assists us in making the choice, which means that choice is where there are two equal things and I, it's up to me to decide. Whereas if one side is more difficult than the other, it cannot be said that I must decide since I naturally lean toward the stronger side. Therefore, thanks to ancestral merit, there are two equal forces and we can decide. So if a greater ego awakens in the person each time, clearly he'll be buried under the ego and that's it, no choice. But uh, if I can understand it this way, because he has the, the, the merit, meaning that he already made previous ascents, then a, an impression awakens in him from a previous ascent, and then he feels now that he's in a descent, and he has choice to demand new strength to, to overcome. But it just leads him to that point of choice, and that's it. And if he hasn't made previous ascents, then he doesn't have that merit. merit. Can, can we understand it like this? Yes, you can think. Rav, is there such a thing as a single use in spirituality, like a one-time thing? Like a one-time action, ancestral merit, it, it has ended. It's a one-time thing. But we say in spirituality there's no absence. So is there such a thing here? No, it's one, one-on-one. Ken. Ken, I'm I hear all the friends saying the same thing. We have this matter of the recognition of evil, the will to receive that appears each time on every state and every degree, and the wicked appear, the control of the will to receive that only shows you the reality of this world, and what we need is really force to overcome. And so the... The prayer is what can help you uh, cling to the books and the authors and the friends and the, the environment. And therefore, it, it, the ancestral merit has ended. Um, that it doesn't end for the righteous ones. Well, that's correct. Yes, Oren. In the last paragraph it says that a person's request that he will help him come close to him to the true service of the Creator. What is the true service of the Creator? And in truth, without any appeal from himself, he wants to reach 
the forces of bestow. When he continues, the prayer itself that he's asking for is that he uh, will help him with ancestral merit. Yes. What is that? <coughs> that if he asks this way to just come to bestow, then he reaches it. That's the degree of the merit of the forefathers, of the ancestors. Why is all this called service of the Creator or work of the Creator? All our efforts to rise above our ego, above the will to receive, are called the Creator's service or the Creator's work. Why? Because it's His nature, His His bestowal, love, connection. A bit of a different uh, question. This article is article number 11 from 1984, meaning it's article number 11 the Rabash writes to you. And its name is Ancestral Merit. So he speaks and writes, and at the end he says a person is asking to get to the true, close to the true service of the Creator, thanks to ancestral merit. What did Rabash want to, from this whole article, what did he want to, to emphasize to us? What uh, principle in the work of the Creator? That we need to reach the degree of our ancestors. That we need to be connected as much as possible, and that we yearn the purpose of our path as much as possible, which is to be connected. He explained to us in previous articles that there is a goal to the society we have gathered here and so forth. And here, what what's being added to the salad here? What's the addition in this article number number 11? That we need upon the calculation that was built for us by our ancestors to advance onwards another step. Yes. Раф, по-моему, вот благодаря вопросам товарищей сложилось, почему без заслуг працов. I think that thanks to the questions of the friends, uh, I see that uh, without ancestral merit we can't act, uh, realize the free choice. The revelation itself of the ancestral merit, the revelation of the the, mer- the, the covenant that the ancestors made with the Creator 
it fills the soul with infinite joy. And only from that moment there is a choice for the person what to do with that joy. It's a it's conditioned choice, but still. I think this is what Rabash wanted to say in this article. Yes, that too. No. Rabash nuten agdara mazas hutavot. Hutavot the Rabash uh, gives an example of what's in central, uh, what is ancestral merit, that, that it's two equal forces. And then there needs to be a decision. And so the, the, the ancestors got there thanks to the loftiness of their souls, and we can get to this only thanks to their merit and request from the Creator. Yes, that's correct. Yes. They say it's ancestral merit, meaning not not everyone can get it. Some get it, some don't. What's the condition to get it? Who gets it? Anyone who's here received ancestral merit? We're discussing this from the moment in which it becomes relevant. I didn't receive anything, so I have it or I don't have it. I don't know. So if you don't know, what's the essence of the article then? Yes, that's a question. Yeah. Yes. We can see it in such a way that there is no more than one soul. This means every generation prepares the system for the next generation. And basically what our ancestors corrected, if we once needed self-mortifications and today you're only aiming for drawing the light that reforms, so the, the, the ancestors prepared it for us. And this generation also prepares what's next for the next generation. So that's always happening and that's called ancestral merit and what we have to do is just choose 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 to use the system as they prepared it for us the answer is simple but to the point yes maybe also to add that ancestral merit means we wish to get to the, the merit of the ancestors meaning we want to establish our right line left line the good forces bad forces in a in a an equal way so that we can uh, get to the quality of the stole. And if we do, we can connect to that source called ancestral merit and get to know the, 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 the next stage in the path. So he said here that the Samuel said it's for the for the wicked, it's ended, not for the righteous. Because if you're wicked, it means you no longer have equal forces. You lost the ability to make a decision, to choose. Can we say that? You are taking us to 
the depth yeah. of the discussion. Yes, Michael. We can add a thousand more directions, this way, the other way, the opposite way. It seems like everything can be true. The question is, can we scrutinize in the ten? Regardless of what we think, what we discuss, it seems like it doesn't matter. Can we just make sure, though, that we take the the opportunity to work here and then we're aligned with Rabash's article if we find some work from it yes you're correct well continue yeah because I'm sitting here for an hour thinking about a thousand directions everything the friend said sounds correct and there's more directions I'm trying to understand what to do with it because otherwise just philosophizing is not what brings us towards the correct advancement. If we take from all that we heard something to work on. What? A deficiency for a connection between us, otherwise none of this advances us to any form of bestowal. So how do we take from anything we identify, uh, what we identify in an article, and turn it to such a deficiency? That's what I can't understand. How do we take everything the friends say and turn it into a deficiency for the work? Meaning a deficiency for connection. Yes. Well, what seems to you that doesn't go together with us? I'm asking how to focus on finding a deficiency for connection all the time, how to make sure that is always in front of us. We yearn to labor in connection in every single state, in every possible address. And what does the article add to us in this yearning? The conditions. The conditions we need to see in everything is in the form of an opportunity to connect. Maybe to continue, Michael, I'm trying to understand what we're going through in the last hour. I have a feeling like you're trying to teach us some system or some path for how to go into such an abstruse article, because when you read it, it seems like he says this, then he says the other thing, to turns us in all directions. And what ended up happening is, like like Michal said, some friends said this, some other friends said that. Actually, everyone said things that sounded reasonable and related, but when we're alone without you and we're trying to read an article and work with it, do some spiritual work with it, not intellectual work. So is this process where each friend says his view, perhaps what he understood, what he thinks, is that a direction through which we can process the article? Or, I think many tens are doing today, just reading the article. And? That, that's it, just reading. 
not discussing it. Because there's a feeling that the discussion itself is not very useful, that the article is useful. The, the discussion, a friend would say this, and another friend would say complete, complete opposite. Both things could sound reasonable. It's not that they're saying nonsense. The question is just how do you take an article that is quite abstruse and do a work with it that is spiritual? Which is? Spiritual. Which is? What is spiritual work? Of connection between us. We know that our goal uh, is to, to reach a level of connection that perhaps doesn't exist between us yet and today. Yes. And the article is like a platform for it. And the question is, how much should we engage in these, you know, intellectualizing, uh, the, the, he said this or he said that, it's written like this, written like that, all kinds of things like that, where maybe at the end all that's needed is to see that we've connected as we read the article, that we were in, as one man with one intention, and, and that's it. I'm asking, I really don't know how to advance from here. There's an article, there's us, we don't understand the article. Now what do we do? I also have a question about it. In families in the past, you know, people would uh, make soup and uh, the, the baby would get the mashed potatoes and the father would eat the, the meat, let's say. Now, every, in the article, everyone said correct things and everything, everyone eats the way, according to what he needs. Maybe that's a correct approach, because sometimes the one who has the meat says the potatoes is not food, but one who has potatoes says meat is not food. So can we live in from the article in such a way that it's correct and good, that each one eats whatever he needs now, according to how he perceives it. Because the Torah, you can look at it like there was actually a, a people of Israel, there was an Abraham, and you can also look at it as something happening within the person. Is that okay, that it, this is so, that each one eats what he needs right now, can, or is fed by what he needs now, or there's a flaw in this. I don't think there's a blemish in this. I think we're advancing. But nevertheless, we're maybe missing the scrutiny. Okay, Gadi. We don't have time. Yes, in short, to add another angle to this scrutiny that it's about uh, a method that the ancestral method is a, is a merit, is a method of how to reach the creator. And we're talking about the vessels, their vessels were pure or thinner vessels. Uh, now we're talking about our vessels. How can we come to acquire this method? And this is certainly only by a connection between us that we acquire the vessels to the point that we can reach a prayer. Uh, yes, okay. Kadima, Dodia. 
All right, Dudi, let's go. We'll move to the next part of the lesson and we'll sing a song first. Somewhere above these racing thoughts of me Somewhere above these pounding waves of the sea A thrill like it pulls us through the dark That is waiting to be My life is calling The place we belong Lose myself in you You were there all along You like the way Yeah. 